Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. Hello from the tiny cabin. I'm recording just after rain and I have my window open. You might be hearing some frogs going crazy in the background. In today's episode, we are going to decode all things 5D. You hear that term used quite a bit in today's world, and it may seem like this mysterious concept. And in this conversation, it all gets broken down and explained in a way that applies to you and your business and your self-expression in the world. My guest is Aline Hunley, who is a soul strategist, a spiritual guide, and a mindfulness teacher. She has spent 25 years deciphering the language of her soul, shifting her entire reality from victimhood consciousness to a joy-based perspective, and has led many on their path to conscious lifestyle. Aline owns Conscious Catalyst, a life coaching company that offers a series of tools and experiences that help identify and reactivate one's potential and facilitate and integrate one's individual evolution. Her latest work is focused on facilitating individual conscious evolution from a 3D reality simulation material world of fear towards a 5D reality oneness, dimensional harmonic experience. Her beautiful motto is, we're always at the right place, right time, doing the right thing, and being the right one. We discuss business as a way to channel and reveal the uniqueness of who you are, why everything changes when you approach business with playfulness, how to approach social media from a 5D perspective, is multidimensional travel real, the dark side as a potential of the light. Gamifying life, creating a business from a place of playful trust, and tuning into what supports the frequency in your business, as well as aliens, starseeds, Sirius, and more. After the podcast interview, Aline sent me something in the mail, and I have been in love with it ever since. It's a board game called The Cosmic Compass, which is a soul strategy game that offers you most direct way to answer your life's questions and find clarity about specific situations. Kind of like accessing the Akashic Records, but without going into the records. It's so fun. I did it with my husband, and we were both shocked how spot on it was. Listen to the very end of the episode, because I have done a card layout for all of us. So start thinking about a question that you would like to to ask the game and trust that the answers can travel through time and space. The game can be played by anywhere from one person to 12 people, and it's just such an incredible 
new rituals that I have in my repertoire. If you are interested in getting the Cosmic Compass yourself, see the link in the show notes here where you're listening to the podcast or on WokenWired.com and make sure you use code WOKE and WIRED for a generous 50% off. Again, the link will be in the show notes. And here is today's guest, Aline Hanley. Aline, welcome to Woken Wired. You are the very, very, very first guest whom I met on Clubhouse. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. Well, there you go. And you know what? I probably was on Clubhouse for two or three times through Sophie by the time I met you. So we are just uh, like newbies. That's awesome. I haven't even come back to Clubhouse. I remember multiple people told me to, I need to get on it, explore it. It's so incredible. And I gave it a try. And there were some high moments of connection and revelation, but a lot of the time was just waiting for that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I totally relate. I kind of just, you know, whenever I'm cooking or driving, I have my audiobooks queued up. I have my favorite podcasts. And a lot of times I just don't have the patience to be weeding through Clubhouse. And that said, I'm just so grateful that we got to connect through Sophie. It was one of these connections where we ended up on stage in the same room. We'd never met. I'd never heard about you before. But the way that you spoke to 5D consciousness was so clear and so potent, and it really blew me away. So why don't we start right there? Tell us what does 5D consciousness mean to you and how does it play into today's life and entrepreneurship for all of us? Mm -hmm. So the, the way I perceive, feel, and know 5D is the, is in the difference between the 5D and the 3D. The 3D is a highly dualistic, separated, disconnected, and, and always supports a perception as a relative perception in order for us to define who we are. As long as I was experiencing life from that place, I ended up always having to transform. My life was very inconsistent because it just depended on who I was at the moment of perception. And that caused the consistent questioning, second guessing. Questioning is not wrong in itself, but it's questioning the same thing as I was questioning two minutes before and, and, and just ended up always ending up always with situations, circumstances, people in my life that were maybe have been aligned at some point, but were not aligned at the time. And my work was, my inner work was to actually go back and, and look at what is the common denominator to all of what I am that actually shows up every single time. And that is what 5D is. My 5D reality exists as where I am consistent. It is the truth that you can see through my relationship, through my work, through my messages, through my health, through my kids, my parenting skills, my, my relationship with my husband, my friends, my family, whatever there is consistently there is what I call my truth. And the 5D reality to me represent this level, so to speak, of this dimension at which we can exist so consistent, so one, that we are no longer suggest to, subject to the flow and web, the web and flow of life. It's just it's almost the what you see is what you get. And so the circumstances no longer are there to define us, but more so they are there to reveal us, if that makes sense. I love that. I recently came across this saying that 
our circumstances come up to show us places where we're not yet fully free. Peter Crone shared that on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. And it's so interesting how sometimes a simple phrase and a simple invitation like that just shifts all of perception. And what you're speaking to of this consistent truth of who you are, I remember probably the first time I experienced it profoundly and viscerally was when I was at a retreat called Path of Love. I think they've renamed it to Path or something like that now. But it's based on Osho's teachings and you spend a week without your phone, without any technology, in meditation, both moving and silent, in nature, speaking to trees, in group, I don't want to call it therapy, but like in group sessions uh, that are structured a certain way that you access things that have been living in your body and being that are ready to be released. And I remember at the end of the seven weeks, I came out and I felt like my cells had been updated. I felt like I was a new being, or maybe I was existing within my current skin for the first time, <laughs> either one. And I remember even the experience of going to the coffee shop was blissful because I was so present with who I am. And that was access for me to be present with everyone else around. So that's what comes up to me when you talk about consistency of who you are. It, absolutely. Yeah. How does that come up in your work and in what you do with your clients? And how do you help someone move into that state? It comes up very, I would say, effortlessly. All of my clients come in, first of all, when they're ready to be done with their 3D reality. So because they have experienced over and over again the, the same similar frequency experience, so to speak. So it may look differently. It's going to be a different boyfriend, but that's going to be ending up the same way. It's going to be a diff the same, you know, like a different job, but it's going to be the same story with the relationship with the boss. It's going to be uh, health uh, issues that shows that that keeps showing up. And so, and that to me is the first door that opens is I'm done with this. So first of all, you cannot press and push something that is not ready to come to the 5D right the the it's almost like the 3d is this amazing incubator that actually prepare us to come out of the shell that we have been just so well protected in and just sheltered in because we needed this outside environment to just provide us with safety and security when we are enough uh, i would say subjected to this outside environment and that suddenly the environment is actually no longer supporting our sense of safety we're going to have to find a way to find this safety somewhere else and that's when usually people come to me and so they are willing to just like i did for my own journey the outside environment was no longer safe enough for me to find my own sense of connection safety love, nurturing, validation. And I realized that I had to look somewhere else than outside in order to find it. And so it comes out as what is consistent within yourself and realizing that the only part of themselves, and most of the time people say, God, there's nothing consistent. Like, you know, life changes in its form. And therefore, you cannot rely on the form in order for you to actually find your safety because you're always going to be subjected to the change of the outside. What, so therefore, we need to find out where is it that you are never changing or that because you're becoming change itself, then you can rely to change. Like re relating to change is the way to actually be forever safe. No matter what happens, you're just following what happens. And that means coming back to who you are. And very often it starts with who are you? And people are giving me, well, this is what I do. 
I'm the daughter of, I'm the son of, I am the mayor, you know, the, the husband of, the wife of, but those are only the containers of the substance. And so realizing that people do not have, they do not know themselves in the substance. They know the cup, but they don't know that if they are tea inside or if they're coffee inside or is it orange juice inside. And what nurtures is not the, the cup. What nurtures us is what's inside the cup. So this is how it shows up. It's like we are working individually to find that the recipe, so to speak, of who you are by finding and, and revealing the uniqueness of who you are. And so that whatever the cup is, you can be transported in it every single time that is ever changing. Are you talking about the soul, the spirit? Something like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what I call the the soul. So there is this pool, right, to me that I call spirit. Again, those are um, uh, just to make sure that we are understanding the vocabulary that I use. Um, the, the spirit to me is actually all that is all of us just mixed in one. My soul is part of this. It's a spark of it that is nurtured from the same qualities of spirit but has a uniqueness to it that is giving it a, a taste, a flavor, and that allows me to be separated, although we are made of the same qualities and the same power and the same, but we are, you and I, for example, slightly different because of our uniqueness, and that's to me the soul. So that's already, the soul is the embodiment of the qualities of spirit through an, one aspect of what is. So how does someone who's listening to this now get present to what's inside the cup and take maybe a sip out of it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The way it, has, it is known to me is um, it's almost on my tagline. If it's not fun, it's not me. So it's almost to have already had spent enough time with yourself to have identified what it is that tends to systematically make you smile, what systematically like bring a form of a lightness to the moment. And once that has been identified is to actually realize that then this is most likely as I know myself to be today, uh, now, the highest form of light that I know how to embody. So it is to systematically, through the choices that we are that are brought to us on a daily basis, on a micro moment basis, it's to systematically filter the choice that we're going to make through, not because it makes sense to the mind, but it's because it feel that frequency that I have identified, which means that we have to rely more on our senses, that we are to become very comfortable with our emotional system that is a definite feedback machine, the feedback process to help us get closer to that feelings, to, to those subtle energies. And which means, again, that that means first getting in your heart, become comfortable with vulnerability. And um, so that there is definitely a, a journey. But the first, the first is to recognize I am ready for this. And two, everything that I think I know is no longer true. I cannot assume that anything I know is true. So that it bypass the need to give the power to the mind to accept a new concept because it makes sense for the, in the paradigm that we have previously accepted. And it really is going into it like a child. Like, oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like. Right. It's that sense of wonder. It's so interesting you're bringing this up now. I find that the more 
experiences I have of being part of oneness, whether that's plant medicine journeys or meditation or just being in sacred spaces in the world, the more I find myself challenging what's coming out of my mouth and what's happening in my head, every time something comes out, I'm like, wait, is this true? What if it's not? Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. more room for this playfulness. It's, you know, that visual that you gave us of a cup and what's in it, you get to choose. I mean, I would choose ceremonial cacao for sure, but I would be so playful and I would choose a new cup every day because why not? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like exactly. one of the impacts of doing this work is becoming more playful in every area of our lives, including our business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and and that's the that's ultimately to me where we are going because our businesses are our business is such a way to channel and reveal who we are and the uniqueness of who we are. So we can connect it to the work to the word work, which collectively has a frequency that is very connected to 3D and having the means to an end, getting something and which one more times, you know, this is definitely stepping away from the inner child archetype energy. And if we can, there's nothing wrong innately with this. But what it tends to do is that we are no longer engaging our consciousness through uh, the moment because we are systematically looking for the end result of it. So we are losing track of what's happening here. So the idea of playfulness to me is that if what if my life, my business, my, my day is just a big playground and I am going into it with the energy of playing instead of proving something, like showing something that, you know, making a statement, just changing something, getting something, having something, but systematically going back into the being, an explorer, a curious being of what is. And to me, because one more time, which part of us on all the archetypes that we are capable of embodying, which archetypes has the, the quality of fearlessness, curiosity, is the child. So therefore, she or he has the quality of evolution, growing and learning, right? The parents is not capable of that. It's not the quality of the parent archetype. It's not of the grown-up archetype either. Those are meant to be very structural in their nature. So in order for us to grow, we're going to have to have the flexibility energy. And that is real, really the, 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 the power, so to speak, of the inner child. So playfulness makes sense to just be stepping on in order for us to actually already kind of wearing that coat. Like I'm going to wear the coat of the ones we had with curiousness and, and fearlessness to open that door. Instead of I'm going to be the parent, I'm going to put the code of the parents and it's going to be like, what the heck is behind that door? Let me, mm, no, I'm not going to open it because what if? And then gross is not possible, right? So playfulness to me is, is such a magical place in itself. It is the place where the highest level of experience is, is possible in order to access to something new that is really um, simply offered to us. It, there's, there's absolutely zero engagement from the mind. It is really coming from, ooh, this is new. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I just want to do it, right? And um, hence why a lot of the, the products that I and, and services and processes and programs that I offer are supported by that energy of playfulness. 
And it never fails. When you invite people to be playful, they are opening up like flowers because the child shows up and they want to play. They don't want to argue. They don't want to you know, to be in the right and the wrong. They just want to connect and have friends. And then like, what do we do next? And, and can we have some music? And then can, and there is this natural, um, much more aligned to the design as it is at the source that we are actually all one than the separation of the 3D that tends to be supported by the 3D. I love what you said about business being a way to reveal the uniqueness of who we are. It's such a powerful idea and also, you know, an idea that points to the fact that work and play and business, all the lines are being blurred so much. And I agree with you, our business and how we express ourselves on social media is a way to share our medicine with the world. It's a way for others to connect with who we are, but also with us to connect with who we are. And when the other day someone messaged me and said that, you know, they're looking to grow on social media but it's just a fun project. They don't want it to be a business. Well, we, it's not up to us anymore to choose that. It's kind of how the digital world and the 5D uh, paradigm are designed. And I think it's such a fun place to co-weave, you know, the digital world and the 5D paradigm. There's just so much room for play. I'm curious what's been your experience with that, whether that's with yourself, with your own business or with your clients. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to to look at the energy of of the experience itself, which is tend to be what I tend to be doing is that I naturally just move through the energy within the the, the containers. So social media for me is the the experience of the uh, and the energy of connection on a great uh, on a bigger scale because of the nature of what it creates which is the connection to uh, all that is um, and so that's the reminder of us being connected so why because we are ready to actually own it the way we are using it is not always uh, supporting the 5D. It's very much so supporting the 3D because we're coming from using it for fear-based reason, uh, not being enough, not being validated. So I'm going there for the world to tell me how great I am, how beautiful I am, how powerful I am. And so, and so it can be used either way. But I do feel that the, you know, even when we look at the, the, when social media came up, it was very aligned with when entrepreneurship really emerged strongly. What that meant is that the corporation that were part of the 3D, very heavy structural energy um, uh, paradigm needed to break apart for uniqueness to start being seen. This uniqueness, those who had the courage to detach themselves from the lower frequency to start elevating the way we could invent ourselves, share ourselves in a structural work environment, took on these to, um, to, to be more an, an inner authority on their own without the need to be under another bigger dogma. And so, and social media came out at that at moment. Why? Because it was this need to now share that ability to be able to, um, to say, hey, it's possible. It's possible for you to have your uniqueness, to spread it, to share it, to own it, to step into it. And what I feel we're realizing more and more now is that that the 
the way we're using the tool that we're creating is determining how we as human are going to relate to one another. And when we can, but we are kids, you know, we, again, it's when we jumped into social media, it was our inner child that at some point, like, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun if we could just do that. Well, let's do it. So of course, because you are brilliant, we're going to, we're making it happen. And then we get into it and then like, oh, we didn't think about this. Why? Because we just didn't know. It's, and so we are evolving into the, this ownership, serving the 5D like a reality because we are fine-tuning how we are using the tool which is the power to reveal ourselves and the way we do it as you know being human being embodied is we are imagining something that's the power oh my gosh it would be great i would have so much power if i do this then we're doing it and then we are realizing oh i have the power but i don't have the wisdom to do it i don't have the wisdom to manage this power for the longest time. So we are fine-tuning and we are, through doing this fine-tuning, we are building the platform called Wisdom to really maintain, sustain this power that we've revealed. And the way I see it with my clients, for example, is I see them going in and out, just like I have going in and out of social media, because I can see the power of it, but I also can feel when it is no longer serving the purpose, but when it is simply serving the lack of, for example. And this is when we have to have this awareness to be able to remove ourselves and say, oh, it is serving me now. Now it's no longer serving me. Instead of becoming a servant of social media, we need to still remain at the source, realizing social media is a tool that is there to, for us to reveal who we are. And some days it is because we're going to be more engaged in it. And some days it's because we are not going to be engaged in it. And so social media has been very interesting for about the last year. I was really not very present. And then about two or three weeks ago, we started to, oh, it's time again. And then getting back into it. And I do feel that part of it is fine-tuning the message also to share because it evolves over time. You know, the message that I put out 15 years ago and the ones that I have now are similar in their foundation, but it is definitely fine-tuned and almost like refined. It's like a, a refined version of what it used to be. So it takes time to be able to put words on it, to put a concept on it. And, and I think that we need to owe it to yourself to go back inside and just say, is what I'm sharing really what what I need to share or is it what I need to, what I'm sharing today, is it what the me a year ago would have shared, right? Right. And it's this beautiful opportunity to reinvent ourselves. And I find that social media is this playground where we can test out how, what we think we are and what we're meant to share. Is that what it is? Or is, you know, should I tweak it a little bit there? It's like this playground where once we put it out, it becomes real and we get more clarity on what's meant to come mm -hmm. through. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what, how I see social media in the 5D paradigm. It's no longer, you know, show up consistently, post this amount of times per week, this kind of content, this kind of times to sell your offers. It's more tuning into the internal seasons within us and tuning into when something is meant to come through, how it's meant to come through. And then just unapologetically and creatively and with joy, showing up and sharing from that place because people are going to sense the energy that's behind, not just the words. And 
I also believe that changing our usernames on social media, on Instagram particularly, well, everywhere really, and changing our bio, it's a portal. And when we shift those things, it shifts how we show up to that. It's going back to the cup. The cup that we choose is part of the frequency that we create and it's going to impact how it's received and also how we show up. Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we have to have this, um, to me, this um, uh, harmonious relationship between the, like it cannot be all about the cup. It cannot also all be all about the substance because the substance without the cup, you never taste it. So right. it has to be this beautiful dance, so to speak, where we are engaging our energy to into the form as much as we are doing it in the substance. And at time, it's going to be more of the substance, less the form and vice versa. But when we are in tune, we're going to sense where, what is needed. And, and to me, this is the, um, that's the beauty of, ha- of uh, the art of letting go and you know holding on to one or the other and when we do it's it's pretty fascinating yeah i've been playing with this idea of a digital avatar creating an alter ego that holds our presence and our medicine in the online realm so that we no longer have to feel like all pieces of ourselves have to be present, but instead we curate the portion that can hold the medicine the best and we most potently transmit it. And then that digital avatar can be like a computer game character and we can get as creative with it as we want. And that's made me play with my style, my outfits, my hair so much more. And it has completely shifted the quality with which I show up to both making content and but also to share it. And I think that's going to be a lot more of a conversation going forward as we kind of talk about, you know, how we separate our digital life and our personal. I think this is actually going to end up being one of the tools that helps us keep those boundaries healthy because we have evolved to a place where we can have an aspect of ourself in the digital realm curated and not experience, you know, identity crisis or separation because we are actually able to hold it. What are your thoughts on that? You know, there's there's one big thought that comes in is that ultimately the fact that we are perceiving that there, there is a virtual and a and a real, so to speak, it's I think this is where the 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 there's going to be a shift happening is that instead of perceiving that there's a two different level of density, which is true, but it's more about like this instead, like like a superposed one over the other instead of actually being one over the other. Like it's not about choosing one or the other. It's about realizing that at some point being in the, the, the 4D serves us better for the purpose of the moment. And at time, we have to densify that 4D in order for us to integrate it so that we can embody it and actually giving it full on life and, aware- and awareness in the, in this in this physical reality, so I do feel that we were fully in five in three D, fully in our body. That's all we knew. Everything is separated, and then this four D through the virtual has been um, revealed because we were ready to realize that there's different there's another aspect of us that exists that but we didn't know we just didn't know because we were not ready for that right. And then what do we do with this? We can try to escape in it, which a lot of people have done and are still doing. And just to be clear, when you refer to 4D, you're talking about the virtual realm being that bridge between the three and five? 
Right. And so the virtual for me is whether it is dream, it is virtual as the virtual reality, which is mean like you're getting on games, you're getting on social media is 4D, dreams and every kind of experiences that are not requiring the physical body to have the experience. So what's happening is we can, of course, it is an aspect of us that we exist in and it exists simultaneously as the, the 5D and the 3D. It's not one or the other. It is every, every aspect of us exists in each dimension at a time. We have an awareness right now because we are a physical body, physical being on this 3D. We have the, um, the, the, the capacity to actually send our awareness in a very specific space. Why? Because there's an experience there. What is the experience that is serving the myself and all that is the best at that moment is what we need to identify. At time it is going to be my 40 self is going to be more serving for the self and the greater good. At other time I need to be embodied and my my awareness must be more in my 3D. Some days, some moment, it's not days, but moment, it needs to be in my 5D. And it's almost like instead of traveling from, you know, United States and New Zealand and Japan, I'm doing 5D, 3D, 4D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 3D, 4D, 5D. And because why do you go to Japan if you have a business? Oh, because I have my manufacturer that is in Japan. And then, oh, I have my uh, other person that is, and I have a client that is there. Instead of doing it on a physical level only, in a linear way, in an horizontal way, we're doing it in a vertical way through different levels of frequencies, through different levels of consciousness. And to me, recognizing that the virtual, when I use my, my social media, for example, my social media is me in 4D connecting to the me in 3D. So how do I connect? How is it? It's the nature of the relationship. Like, what is it? I, am I easily connected with it? Am I easily disconnected with it? I am distracted by it, uh, you know, and it is just, again, it's an exploration of the self um, through, through that, that, that experience itself. But I, ultimately, it is come, it's to, to, for the purpose of bringing back the oneness of the entire process, of the, of the entire system. That's multidimensional travel right there. Absolutely. Totally. So what, Absolutely. what is beyond, beyond 5D? I would say that, you know, I had experiences through out-of-body experiences and past life regressions and that took me there. But I would say I don't know at this moment That's because this is, it doesn't, it has not, um, it does not require my attention right now. So it's not an, an, a space where I put a lot of, uh, of my awareness um, because to me, 5D is, is. That's, it's, it's almost when you're there, you're everywhere. And so the need to understand what's beyond is in, its, is in itself, it doesn't make any sense to me, like in any way. It doesn't make any sense. Like, if, well, if I can just be everywhere at five, what, when in the heck would I go at six? That cannot be found at five. So five, the way I experience it myself and know it is all that exists as one. So I can eventually go experience what some people have experienced in six um, through their eyes but it is not uh, supporting my, my own mission or my own path right now, at least. I'd like to think there's some really cool aliens in 12D. <laughs> and 
there, there's probably, uh, I mean, that's interesting because to me, this is, um, this is if everything is therefore a, since I am one, right, in 5D, everything that I put a word on or a label on is a projection of an aspect of me. So if I perceive that my, my alien self exists in 12, that's fine. But how is that supporting oneness, at least for me, it does not. But this is how it does, is that, oh, this, I, I perceive that my alien is in 12. If my alien was in five or in three, who would I be? What would I do? How would I choose? What would I think? Right. And so I choose to live like I'm an alien right now. To me, it's like my 3D is an alien. I'm an alien here. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what planet you're from? Yeah, I am from Sirius. Can you speak more about that? And how do you know? Because I had an experience that took me there and I actually had perception of, which again, it's in that space where I could see myself over the place that it, it was a landscape. And I knew, I just knew, it's like, oh, this is where I'm from. And so, um, and I know I had the memory um, of through meditation, deep meditation uh, practice that I have, that um, I actually at first didn't want to come back here. And they told, they, I was told you gotta you gotta go back. You gotta go back. Uh, it's important, and I'm like, I'll go back, but only if I can experience fun. That was my condition sine qua non for me to come, and and I knew it as a child, and I had to forget it. And then when I got it back, it made total sense. And that was that was really like this. There's not going to be any other reason for me to breathe. It's like if it's not fun, there's no point. Which again supports the the you know, the experience of the inner child, the playfulness and the unfolded every aspect of my life until now, right? Making playfulness the gateway, so to speak, or the, 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 the gate to choice and decision process. I had goosebumps while you were sharing that. Um, I haven't had personal experience of traveling to other planets, not that I remember, but I've been told that I am from Neptune and since I've been told that and I've been researching a little bit about it, it makes quite a bit of sense. They say that Neptune is a dark planet. So I feel a little bit of an unease when I'm in complete darkness, whether that's in a house where the lights are not on or outside. Like the other night, it was very cloudy, so I couldn't see the moon or starlight. And it was so dark and it's like I kind of freeze. And my psychic explained to me that, you know, it's just reminding you where you're from. And at the time, it was like, it was the first time I heard about it. I know a lot of people relate from being from different planets. You know, they'll see each other in the street and be like, oh, hey, I'm a Pleiadian too. <laughs> and I'd never really <laughs> explored that for myself or connected to it. But it's fun to just be playful to the idea of, you know, what if and seeing what resonates. So it's interesting because, so you, where are you exactly from? Like uh, in your 3D, yeah, you um <laughs> from the like 3d like russians or yeah, like, like from what's, moscow like, russia you are, mm -hmm. right? yeah yeah and so what's interesting is that the collective consciousness of russia is highly mystical and mysticism is actually uh, very comfortable with the dark side so to speak and the dark side is not the dark side as you know negative or dangerous it is the dark side is what is yet to be to what what has the potential of the light that's the potential of the light so um it also just in that 
kind of support the fact that you have chosen to integrate and embody into a space that is comfortable with not being in the light. And the more you actually are going to allow yourself, give yourself permission to be um, in, in darkness because you know you can handle it because that's what you're made of. I mean, that's what you, that's, that's kind of like, that's home. Then you're going to actually be able to deepen your experience of the light, which is what being on earth is all about. It's turning, it's, it's bringing more light, more consciousness to what we are. So, you know, it's, um, I would do like a game, like we were talking about the cosmic compass or we would be, but it's, that's what I would ask. Like, what is it that I need to know about this? You know, the, well, what is essential for me to know about darkness or um, my connection to darkness or, and see, you know, the exploration, how, what comes up from it. That is so fascinating. And I'm curious, will you speak more to the cosmic compass? Yeah, um, I, I can totally do this. So we were mentioning about the, uh, the, the fact that for me, playfulness is really a platform that it's like a space. It's almost like a, it's a room you come in and because you go on it, suddenly there's there's a lightness to it. You can just not, it, it, it goes beyond the need to give yourself permission from the mind. It's just, oh, it's a game, you know? So so playfulness is the the space that, you walk in and then the game is there. So the Cosmic Compass is a game, board game, and there's cards, there's sets of cards. You have a dice in it, you have a little pawn and you have a board. And the idea of the game is nothing more or less than a translator for your soul. So you'll start the game with asking yourself a question. What is important for me to know now about my relationship, about my job, about my career, about moving to a different country, about alien, whatever you ask for, whatever question is just moving you at the moment, you ask yourself, you ask yourself. And the, the part of you that respond is not your conscious self with what you know, but it is through the cards that are placed in a very designed, very purposeful way, they're going to bring you hints, clues that will trigger information in your mind that you already know, but the way they're going to be, they're going to be computed, so to speak, they're going to create the answer of the next level of consciousness. So for example, let me give you an analogy that is very dense. Um, back in the day, the, when the navigators of the old world wanted to go explore, they didn't have all the computers or the GPS that we have right now, right? So they were using the stars. If you look at the stars at night, you only see stars, individual stars. They are beautiful, but they're completely useless if you just look at them and know about them just as individual stars. But if you learn how to compute them together, there's Orion here. Oh, there's the, 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 the big deeper. There's the small deeper. Then suddenly you're understanding that you can use them as a way to navigate from one point on this planet to another one. The game does the same thing. The game is looking at the stars, so to speak, at the information, eight information that belongs to your mind already in your vault. And then the way the game is set up, it allows you to compute these eight information to make them understandable, readable, comprehensible for your mind to actually use them to navigate from your question to a clear answer. And so then you have your answers and then you the answers is now giving you a way to, this is how you need to do it. This is what it means about you. This sounds so fun. Where does one get this game? 
you can get it on Amazon at Cosmic Compass, Aline Henley. And it's right there. There's ways to play it alone. You can play it, obviously, on your own with yourself. But there's also a way that I facilitated that is so powerful, especially now with us being stuck at home or, you know, just being in virtual with our environment, our friends and family. And it's uh, to play it in a group. And um, uh, it it creates conversation that you would never have in any other way. But because the um, it goes into the truth of who you are. It goes into each information that comes up is is taking you to a part of you that is so essential that it's very rare on a social basis to just share this kind of experiences or conversation, um, you know, around the coffee, unless you are with your very, very deep best friend. But um, even though uh, usually there's always a an ego filter in some ways, the game allows the ego to be fully removed because it's a game. And the collective agreement is the game is not consequential. There's no bad thing coming from a game. It's just a game. It's not important. So the ego naturally removes itself looking for other things that he needs to actually take care of to prevent the world from, you know, seeing the truth. Meanwhile, while you play, the soul has full dominion over the space. And that is when the aha moment comes up. And when you share from source and from swords, people connect instantly. And I have seen People of different worlds, of different belief, of different understanding, different cultures, different background and religion, becoming instant friends because it went beyond all of the limited perception of the ego. And that's just so fascinating because everyone becomes a support system for the player, the ones who play. And and it, it just becomes what we are made of. It's just we are here for one another. We are here to support one another, to reveal one another, to instead of what we are currently experiencing that is very uh, fear-based. Wow, I love this idea of gamifying life and the fact that you've created a tool that makes it so um, available and fun is incredible. And what I would love to get into is you know, on the one hand, yes, it's a game. And on the other hand, there was some business decisions and strategy and manufacturing, creating an Amazon seller account, listing it, paying the fees, paying the storage, packaging, all of these things that have gone into it that I'm familiar with because I've been an Amazon seller myself. So that is to get to a place of talking about finding um, playfulness between business goals and intentions and being with what is. What is your experience with that? Well, especially with the game. With the game, it has been actually, the, it's almost like the game kept me accountable for my truth. If playfulness is what I share through this game, then the process, the entire process to give birth to this game fully and share it more has to be in the same frequency, right? So, it has asked me to be very intentional on how I would, uh, like you were talking about the manufacturer or the designer, or like, how am I going to find a designer? Let's play. Okay. Um, all right. So, because I don't, you know, I woke up one day, I said, I don't know any designer game, you know, it's just how am I going to find it? All right. Well, I'm going to use Google as the magician. And I'm going to say, I'm going to enter in Google the the words that I want that comes through whatever first 
10 words that comes through, the de designer must be connected to these 10 words. So I enter the words and I say the first three ones that shows up outside of the ad will be the three people, the three companies that I'm going to send the same email. So I send the same email. And then I and then the way they answer me is going for me to be helping me decide the one that feels the best, feels the most fun. And so out of the three, only two answered. And out of the two, only one felt very light. So I connected with a guy and I said, that's you. I don't know why. I don't know you. I don't know. But that must be you because that's, that was the most fun way of accessing to you. And the guy was extraordinary. He took a model, a prototype that I had created with a vision of very, the, the, pro, the, the first game was very, um, or model prototype was, had this mysticism aspect. It was really more like the secret society kind of thing. There was the, a lot like that was the energy work, the chakras, the, and I was ready to, because I was ready to share it to the world, it had to be much more palpable, tangible, something that was much more practical for everyone, not just only those who knows mysticism, spirituality, or and detach actually from this. It's really for everyone. And so, and I realized my own ego was getting in the way as, oh my gosh, I am giving you my baby. <laughs> like, I don't want you to change him. <laughs> And then, um, and I had to actually move through it and just like, well, you know what? I chose you. Universe chose you. I asked for this. So you must be perfect. So I'm going to give it to you. And I'm so excited. That's going to be like Christmas with what comes up, the rendition, the first rendition. And then he did. And it was nearly perfect at the first time. So what's happening is when we choose from this, at least in my experience with this playfulness, following, the, it's like a thread that you're following. And you are actually wasting a lot less time. You're investing a lot less energy, whether it is financial or time-wise or in, in thinking, because you're trusting so much that you are already taken care of, just like a child. My, child has, my children have never asked, well, why are you doing this? And when they did, I just said, because I said so, because I know so. And so when we actually have this trust that the universe is my mom, my dad, and then, you know, give me that. Just like opening the door in that same space. Right? right. It's being playful with the breadcrumbs. And then when it comes time to make decisions, it's making those powerful decisions and saying yes to what we asked for. You know, I think in that's my it. experience, when we get to that point, oftentimes that's where the mind comes in and it says, wait, can I invest this much? Or should I, do I need this? Can I do this on my own? You know, should I just keep doing what I'm doing? So it's this, I don't know, trust muscle? Or what's this decisiveness? Mm -hmm. The decisiveness to me, again, is, is discerning where, which part of me is choosing. If this is the, um, if there's any taste of, of, Shoulda, woulda, coulda, what if, yes, but, and, you know, um, this, this questioning, second guessing, I know that I'm looking at, at what is through my ego, through my, through my 3D. And so I have at that moment to elevate to my 5D is that what if I could trust, what, what if I trust what was right there and, and how does it feel? And it's going to feel very differently. And then this is when I need to choose because then that choice is now the substance of that choice is at that frequency. And that's what I'm investing into the, the manifestation process.
right? If I invest from my 3D, the nature, the frequency of that investment is going to come up and it's going to be up and down and up and down. Doubt is going to come up all the time, right? So at that moment of choice, the decisiveness to me is identifying first, discerning and identifying which aspect of me is looking at that choice. And and sometimes I have had a lot of uh, moment where it was so evident and I was just, oh, yes. And then I was, I talked to my husband. And he says, well, why did you say yes? Well, I don't know. I just, it, that was awesome. Like, I just like, and, and it doesn't make any sense. But because it cannot make any sense yet. It, it will make sense when that frequency of fun is densified enough to be seen, to be visible. And then it's like, oh, that's why I said yes makes total sense now and having to say yes because we don't trust because we see but it's because we are connecting already with the part that we can trust because that part has always been there will always be there has always been supported validating us nurturing us and that is the part that says go for it this is good this is this is a line right it's connecting to the frequency of the potential and then living right. into that and you totally. mentioned your manifestation process. Is there anything about that that you're called to share? Well, it's interesting you mentioning that because so I'm uh, finishing uh, writing the book of the Cosmic Compass. It's a fictional book. It's almost like the idea of uh, uh, the Celestine prophecy, uh, where there's the fictional characters and then there's a story delivering higher um, like wisdom nuggets of wisdom. And so the book is uh, nearly at the end. And today was. The, one of the characters is actually asking that same question. Tell me more about that manifestation process. Of course. <laughs> so you're confirming to me that that chapter has to be in it uh, because it's important. So um, this manifestation process for me is if I, when people ask me, like, what, what does it mean to you? How do you perceive it? It really is um, the densification of a potential. It, and it goes from the spiritual aspect, the most energetic form of it is the idea. It's just like, ding, I have an idea. And then I need to first put it in an emotional filter. That emotional filter, I choose it because I have learned through, just like all of us, through the experience of our life, I know what happiness feels, joy feels for me, anger, frustration, all of these arrays, ranges of, uh, of emotion, I decide what this potential needs to go through. What's the filter that I want this potential to move through? If I want it fun, then I put it through the fun. And then that fun, now I put it into a structural through the intellectual. And then now that I have the process, for example, I just need to practice it to embody it in my cellular system so that it comes out and being seen visible into this 3D. And so that's what I call the manifestation process. It is coming from nothing to everything. It is the ethereal that comes into physicality. It's the densification process. I could ask you so many more questions, but I'm going to stop <laughs> at one before we start <laughs> yes. wrapping up. And you mentioned that with the social media, you've been in and out as you're called, as you're guided. Now, a lot of the people who have come into entrepreneurship recently they believe that you need to have a strong social media presence and a following and a certain consistency to have any sort of business. And in a lot of ways, for sure, having powerful magnetic social media that represents your medicine and who you are and your message 
and that can really encapsulate that essence. It can open up doors. It can change your life. It can open up opportunities you couldn't dream of. That's been my experience. I'm living that and riding those waves every day. And I know it's possible for everyone. And at the same time, I do want to give a glimpse into the fact that it is possible to have a successful business and clients without having to be super active on social media. So what is your experience with that? The nature of what I do, and I do believe the way I do it, is since I am the frequency of, of my business, for me, it is more important if, if using social media support the frequency of the business, then this will be a natural thing to do and it will be effortless for me to get on it. If this is no longer aligning, it doesn't make social media wrong. It means that I am, I must, I'm, I'm invited to activate a different way to keep my frequency high. And that I can do it by just realizing, oh, I need to, in my environment, just it can be like, um, be more assertive on how to keep my my baseline frequency, so to speak, that is my uniqueness at the highest level. And that means that I need to address an aspect of myself that may not be social media, but um, that is, um, it can be my health, it can be my connection with my friends, it can be my relationship with my husband, it can be my relationship with my kid that I may not have attended enough and that has maybe lowered somehow emotionally. Uh, and so my emotions, I'm telling you, oh, yes, I'm not I'm detaching here. So I need to address the energy that I was putting in social media. I went too much here. I am unbalanced there and this pulled me down. So I'm going to stick it. So what's happening with the, in my particular case, because the frequency has been identified and then reinforced and strengthened and anchored there, I know what it feels when, um, when I am in my business strength, so to speak, like in the business suit. And it is more about I'm attracting. I'm attracting instead of going out there on social media. And at time, like yesterday, I had an experience on social media where I attracted on social media. My 4D self attracted another 4D self. I don't know this person physically. I just have an idea of what she is because we connected on my 4D. She's not real yet to me. She's out there. I have an realization that she's out there, but I don't know that she's not part of my reality 3D. So it's what aspect of me is attracting and which one is the biggest magnet at the moment. And in my particular case, the physical magnet has been way more empowering than the, the, the virtual one. And I do believe it's because I had infused the 5D in my 3D. And so my, my entire life is a it's it's a it's a reflection of all that I do in my business, every single aspect of my life, my health, my relationship, my my friends, my finances, my everything is vibrating at the level of abundance. And so I do think that that is what also is attracting without me having to add to market it or put it out there is that those who also are ready for this, which I also know that there's not as many yet, I don't need to go out there to find them. They will find me because we already belong and they are ready. They need something that I do and I need something that they do. And so it's almost like this beautiful recipe that, oh, I need your ingredient. Oh, well, I need yours. Perfect. Let's just 
share our geniuses. And I think that this is where it gives, 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 and keeps on giving. And it builds this, what I call the energetic signature of uniqueness of every single thing. But it has, to, yeah, for me, it had been really a keep doing the work, keep staying at the highest frequency as you know, consciously is possible. And everything is all, that's all you have to do. And everything is going to come to you. And it, it feels like magic. It's just like the stories, just, it, I mean, Hollywood would write those stuff and then people would be like, oh, come on, that does not, you know, that does not happen. And, and it does, right? And the first step is just, you know, and the reason why I have this podcast is to show through real examples of real humans that it's possible. So you sharing that just made it possible for thousands, tens of thousands of people planted that seed that, oh, I can attract and magnetize the most aligned clients without marketing myself. Whoa, let me just create that, you know, space for that possibility to materialize. And then in my experience, when we do that, as soon as we create that space and we plant the seed, it materializes way more quickly than we think before we even act on it. You just look that way and it's like, oh, wow, it's already happening. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. And you know what? To materialize the playfulness in your life, I will send you the game. There you go. Thank you. So I would love that. Can, and I would yeah. love to send yes. you, I have something that I would love to send you to. So let's exchange our addresses. Please. There you go. You see? <laughs> but as we wrap up, is there anything, Aline, that you feel called to share that I didn't ask you about? You know, it, it's always the, this little message, and I think we, we shared it when we were on social media before. It's, it's really this, uh, this remembrance or this reminder that I am always at the right place, right time, doing the right thing, being the right one. If this is true for me, it is true for everyone. And I cannot assume that somebody is in the wrong place if I do believe that I am in the right place. And how do I make myself knowing that I am this one at the right, because if there's one, there's only one space to be. So I must be at the right place, right? That's literally the filter of the 5D. What if everything that I'm experiencing is now from the 5D reality, which that means that I need to own every single experience that comes my way? How can I own every of these experiences, some that, that don't seem that fun? It is because they are... I experience them, therefore they are mine. And if I don't accept them, I will spend my life rejecting them and working at rejecting them. And I will no longer use this as a way to evolve. And so to me, the message is really, what if I was at the right place, right time, doing the right thing and being the right one? How would my life and my perception transform if that was true? And that I have the right person right next to me. I have, I had the right da dad. I had the right mom. I had like all of these becomes like, what if all of this was actually meant for me that I chose consciously, then why would I choose this instead of, mm, you know what? I didn't want this, 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 and that is not good. And that is not good. And that's not good enough, which doesn't change the what is definitely. And actually separates all of these aspects of our life that they were, they were ours because we experienced them. And so it really to bring this unity back to oneness. I mean, just that inquiry alone is so powerful. I took so, there will be a lot of notes in this episode. So for anyone <laughs> who wants to catch up on show notes, they're always on wokeonwire.com. Alina, I'm going to link to your game. And what's the best way for people to connect with you and find you? The best way is to reach out on either Instagram, on 
Aline Henley, A-L-I-N-E-H-A-N-L-E. And then you can find me on alinehenley.com as well. There's a way to connect with me. Don't hesitate. I Time is stretchable and it's amazing. If you show up, there's going to be a hell yes, let's talk right away. So anytime. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Aline. This has been such an incredible conversation too take into the weekend i'm so grateful for the work you do and the playfulness you bring and i'm excited to play the game myself and share with everyone yes. how that goes wonderful thank you so much to have me and for all of your uh, audience to take the time to listen thank you sophie hopefully little uh, nuggets here and there will have integrated and and i'm here to help and support anytime thank you ksenia so many thank you Aline. All right, are you ready to gamify your life and play a game with me? Bring forth a question to your mind. It could be a question about your business, about your online presence, something personal, in your home, anything at all. If you're not sure about a question, just ask what is something that you are meant to know right now. I have intuitively pulled eight cards for us, and the first one is destination. This is what you wish to experience. This is what your mind yearns to discover about you. Live or no. It is the direct answer to your actual question. And here's our answer. Enhance your habits and find balance. What does that look like for you? The second card is the path. This is information that offers you the most direct and enjoyable path to your personal growth. This is how you get to your destination. And for the path, our card says... Follow signs and synchronicities. Card number three is the challenge. This is what tends to get in the way or slow your personal growth and therefore your path on your way to your destination. And our card says, open to your female energy. Card number four is the tool. This is what allows you to overcome, move through, or diffuse the challenge you are currently facing, which allows you to get back on your path to get to your destination. And our card says, no human is perfect, not even you. Card number five is the fuel. This is what helps you continue your personal growth journey. Without it, you have little or no energy to get on your path and go to your destination. And our card says, consider outdoor activities. Card number six is home. This is what helps you feel balanced while you are exploring, learning, and evolving. This is the comfort zone. When you are too challenged and you are not using your tool and tend to empty your fuel tank, the home space is what you have to do to calm your mind. Reassess the situation, take the time to fill up your gas tank, and get back on your path to your destination. And our card says, you clearly see the situation. Our seventh card is focus. It's a steering clue that refines the area of concern related to your question. The card says, communication, self-expression, sharing your voice. The eighth card is wisdom. Those cards offer other guidance in a form of a quote, an affirmation or saying from a spiritual guide, a historical personality, an inspiring speaker or a famous person. Each provides additional advice to help you find clarity and resolve your life's current situation. Our card says, 
there is often a big disparity between the way in which we perceive things and the way things really are. 14th Dalai Lama For the question that I asked, what I am gathering from these cards is that I already know the answer, and I am being invited into the courage of acknowledging them and not making things so complicated, spending some time outdoors to sink in into my inner wisdom and to let go of any thoughts and ideas that are not mine so that I can see the situation clearly and stop making up stories. I hope that these cards and the prompts have offered value to you and I would love to hear what came up to you as we played this game together. Make sure you share it with me on Instagram and tag at WokenWired. I would love to see your takeaways from this conversation as well as from this game. And once again, if you would like to get Cosmic Compass yourself and play the board game on your own as part of your morning ritual or wind-down routine, or with your loved ones and friends and family, you can get 50% off with code WOKE and WIRED, and I'm going to link to the game in the show notes. Until next time. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWired.com and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.